I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Livewire is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you can call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If there's a more charming family on TV than the Belchers from Bob's Burgers, we haven't met them. The show centers around a family-owned burger joint with daily burger specials like The Roquefort Files, Camembert Legal, and The Last of the Mohicama. Kristen Shaw, who you've also seen on 30 Rock and Flight of the Concords, voices Louise, the youngest daughter, who is never without her pink bunny ears and apparently does not like science very much. Has anyone seen my volcano? Did you check all your pockets? Can you describe what it looks like? Well, it's volcano-shaped, and it's my science fair project from last year. Oh, it's in the liquor cabinet. I've been using it as a wine koozie. It's fun. I love it. Introducing my science fair project for this year. Hold on. Wait, you're turning in the same project again? Will Mr. Blevins let you do that? Yeah, Louise, he's not just a teacher. He's the head of the science fair. He must be swimming in women. Don't worry about Blevins. I can play him like a fiddle. A strange puppy fiddle with a ponytail and a sad butt. From Bob's Burgers, please welcome Kristen Schaal and writer-producer Scott Jacobson to Livewire. Well, hello. 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 How are you guys? Really good. We're wonderful. We love Portland. Yeah. We don't get out here very often. Yeah. A lot of uh, Bob's Burgers fans here. You guys just wrapped up doing a Bob's Burgers live tour. How does that work exactly, to do the live version of an animated series on Fox? Well, what we did, all the voice actors on the show are also stand-ups. So everybody did 10 minutes of stand-up, and then we did uh, a table read, and then we answered questions. And we usually show an animatic of a, of a future show, but when we performed at the Crystal Ballroom, the machines broke. Yeah. That ballroom's haunted. It really is. Um, the, when the show started out on Fox, I know it sort of had mixed reviews, and now everyone says it's the best thing that's ever been created. What happened? Did you guys get better? Did the audience start to figure out what they were supposed to be paying attention to? <sighs> I think most of the... Yeah, maybe the audience figured it out, finally. It, it, maybe I think their eyes adjusted to what we were doing a little bit more. Uh, but no, it, we, I, I was just talking to uh, Kristen about this earlier. Like, er, early on after the pilot... Uh, you, I, could, I had to stop myself from ever going on Twitter. 
and seeing what people were writing because, oh my God, people unleash the worst, uh, the worst of their, themselves when they want to hate a comedy show. It's amazing. It's amazing what people are capable of. But yeah, that yeah, was... they they feel, they feel really like resentful. Like you like stab them. If what are you putting in front laugh. of me? Yeah. Yes, this isn't funny. I yeah. al- I also feel like when anything's new, it takes a lot. It's rare that a show comes out of the gate a hit. It happens every blue moon, and I, and I think it's nice when shows get some time to breathe and learn who they are and let the characters grow, and then the writers can learn like what works best and how yeah. the characters interact. There's a big learning curve, and most shows don't even get a chance to get to the end of the curve because after a few episodes, if it doesn't seem to be working, you know, they put a stop to it. But we were lucky enough to get a few seasons to. If you look find at the ourselves. first episode of Seinfeld or Friends, it's utter sh. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The animation oh, is unwatchable. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, but you, then you got used to it. Then yeah. you started to think that those characters were attractive, you know? Just like yeah. Britney Spears. Like, she came out, and I was like, no, I'm not having it. And yeah. then, like, she's in my face every day and in my dreams, and I'm like, what's she doing now? You know, that's <laughs> how it works. Uh, Kristen, in the early days of Bob's Burgers, where I, think, I feel like you and I had a conversation once where you said that your agent would send you all of the negative reviews that you got? Was that true? Or were you just overly obsessing on when people would say things that were not exactly complimentary about you online? Did you have a period of your career where you were too drawn to reading that kind of feedback? Um, I don't, re- I don't remember this conversation, Luke. Really? Um, but there you had had a lot of acid. I, oh, I dropped acid? Yeah. I don't remember I had remember like that. a dragon face. Do you remember that part of it? I feel like, like one now? time we were, right. I feel like one time I thought we were talking about the fact that you were. This was actually when you were added onto Thirty Rock, and you were talking yeah. about how people, because they love that show, yeah. were very. Um, they were very protective of it, and they weren't sure if they liked your character. Oh, or they not. didn't. <laughs> no, that's true. That what happened was when I was on um, Flight of the Concords, It was nice because every you know that show was one of those shows where people just like oh I love this show you know end of story and Thirty Rock yeah I I came on to a revered show and um, and yeah lots of people didn't like it and yeah you're right I remember this now it was devastating because I would see things where they're like how do we get Hazel off the show you know I'm like what and I remember I was like what do I do like I don't know what to do like and I I asked Jack McBurr I'm like I'm seeing some negative uh, stuff about Hazel. On the internet, and he just he turned he turned on me, and he's like, "Why are you reading the internet?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? I'm new to this. Am I not supposed to?" He's like, "No, no." So so I stopped, and it, and it, I mean I still I still graze um, heavily, but he's right. It was like, why would I do that? What's how's that helping me at all? You know? To- Is it possible that Jack McBrayer plays the Kenneth? Parcel character. Is it possible he just heard about the internet? <laughs> I think he's 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 wise beyond his years and a timeless <laughs> imaginative creature um, that might be a ghost. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I've read about how you guys actually create Bob's Burgers is that all of the voice actors are actually together when it's being recorded. Is that true? More or less, we have people calling in sometimes from, we, we have kind of a bi-coastal cast, so we'll have people calling in from New York. Fewer and fewer now, everyone's moving to L.A. 
But uh, yeah, we try to get everyone together. Uh, but even if they're calling in, they're in a studio somewhere else, yeah, but it's being recorded in other. real time. Exactly, yeah. Basically. Is that, is that unique for an animated show, you think? It's unique for a show on Fox. The guy who created Bob's Burgers is Lauren Bouchard, and he, did, uh, he got his start on Dr. Katz, which was on uh, Comedy Central. And that was a show that had very kind of loose, largely improvised dialogue. I think they were working off of outlines. And from there, he went to home movies, where he kind of developed that. And then Bob's. And so Bob's takes a lot of the improvised stuff from those other shows, but uh, they, we still go in with like a full script. Yeah, I, I talked to, I got to talk to Matt Groening. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I oh, learned wow. how to say it. Um, creator of The Simpsons. And, he said that that's how they, they recorded their show in the beginning stages. And then everybody was like, I got a life, you know? <laughs> I don't know what happened, but they don't do it anymore. Right, but I think, uh, and we'll remind people, you're listening to Livewire Radio. We have Kristen Schaal and Scott Jacobson here from uh, Bob's Burgers. It would seem that once you have everybody recording their part when their schedule allows them to, and then they kind of slap it all together... It, and we're here to criticize The Simpsons, by the way, in case you guys are wondering. No, but I mean, uh, you. They you, can take it. <laughs> you would, yeah, you would, you they would, don't read the internet, though. <laughs> you would think that there is so much more um, kind of dynamism and things that can come from you guys all actually being there when it's happening at the same time and improv and stuff. How do you guys actually create an episode? Ooh, uh, how, how would, from what phase? From, you, uh, let's well, say, when it's written. It starts written. with the writers. You there got are a lot this, of, Scott, yeah. you got this. <laughs> He's like, he asked you to lift like 400 pounds. Um, <laughs> I got so all right. nervous. So it starts with an idea. <laughs> um, how do you get that idea? Sometimes you're sitting on the toilet. You know, sometimes of, you're driving in your car, mostly, dreams. Mostly catalogs. Um, idea catalogs that we get in the mail if you're a writer. Um, but no, it's a lot of the, it's writer driven. A lot of the writers, the writers will have an idea, and then we'll come up with a script. And the thing is, we try to keep the scripts. It doesn't always work. But we try to keep the scripts a little short because we know that the cast is going to improvise. Uh, Lauren, uh, it's, it came from uh, the top early on that he wanted people on the show who could improvise. And if someone was really funny but couldn't do that, then their value to Bob's Burgers is much lower. So a lot of the people you'll notice uh, we use uh, are people who, could, who are really funny on their feet. And we'll like, run through a scene a couple times just by, from the page. And then people will just go off and do what they want to do. And we use a lot of the improv from like, the third and fourth takes. I was wondering, what tends to make it into the show? Is it the written stuff, or is it more the stuff that people are just kind of coming up with? It's really both, because you need the written stuff to drive it along, for one thing. And a lot of the time, the, the best improvised stuff feels just, um, you, you sometimes get greedy for it because it's so funny, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the story. And so yeah, we have to shoehorn it in yeah, whenever yeah. we can. Has there been a thing, Kristen, that you can remember improving that you were just so proud of and then it just didn't fit in the show and it was heartbreaking? No. <laughs> no. You know better than to, you know, yeah, throw no, away shawl cut gold. Cut your darlings, man. No, not at all. Um, really? So, I mean, do you feel like when there's something, there aren't ever creative clashes where there's something that you feel really good about that they're just like, it doesn't fit for time or for the plot oh, or something? No, no, the writers work so hard, and I always say this, that the funniest jokes are written by the writers. Like, the improv stuff is just like, mm, here and there, it's kind of funny, but the ones that hit home are the crafted jokes. But... By that same token, 
we would say that uh, a lot of the stuff that really sticks with us is stuff that is just tossed off by, like, Eugene Merman is one of the cast members, uh, John Benjamin, John Roberts, uh, Dan Mintz, and Kristen are kind of the five core members of the cast. And a lot of our very favorite stuff is stuff that they don't even remember saying. That, like, people will yeah. come up to you or come up to Eugene and ask uh, you to do a line from the show that you don't even remember being in the show. No. It, when we record, we're just in the moment and we're laying it down. And here's the thing. There's no, like, I couldn't get mad about losing any piece of it because I have zero control after I leave this, the booth. Like, th that stuff goes all the way to Korea and back, you know? <laughs> so I'm just happy it's, it's getting process. made. Yeah. I think it's interesting that uh, you were just mentioning the cast as people like Eugene Merman and uh, H. John Benjamin. There seems to be this, and, and Christian, you're part of this, this small group of folks who I know have all known each other long before Bob's Burgers who do the voices. Was that because when the show was created, it was created with those actors in mind? Or Absolutely. Did you just rec Christian, did you like recommend everybody else for the gig? No. Uh, you know, that's, every character is very heavily like, based on the personalities of the people who perform on the show. Uh, I mean, I, I know Lauren liked you tons going into this. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Knew there was no one else. <laughs> there was no one else who was going to play Louise. Uh, nope. It was Kristen Shaw. Yeah. She didn't have to audition. Yeah, we all, no, nobody did. We, and the process was also very odd. Like, Fox was like, you know, we like you, Lauren Bouchard, but we're not totally sure. Um, can you just write a couple scenes and, and record them? And, and then we'll decide. So we did, we'd go into a booth every six months for two years and record a scene with the family. And then we'd like all go get some beers and be like, what was that? You know, I don't know. Who cares? I'm just happy we could have beers together. I never see you guys. And then for two years that happened. And then I remember I got this call and my agent was like, what's going on? Because she didn't even know I was doing this. But you're on a Fox cartoon? Were you ever going to tell me? And I was like, no, because I don't know. Am I? Oh, my God. They're going to do it? That's crazy. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> Is it a little bit shocking to, to sort of realize that this thing that is very, um, you know, I think it's, it is for people who I think get comedy. I don't mean that in a snobbish way, but what I mean is it's not the broadest of broad shows. I mean, it's, it's got a kind of, I think, a really interesting focus to it. And it's made by a bunch of people who are already friends. Is it weird that it keeps showing up on network TV every week? Like, it seems like kind of it a minor weird. miracle. Especially a lot of the people who work on this show come from a background with smaller, more niche networks. A lot of us have worked on Adult Swim stuff. Um, and we love that stuff still, but it's, it's very strange to know that The Simpsons is on before us. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem to be a thing that should happen. One of the things that happens a lot on the show is music. There seems to be a thread that's kind of woven through the show, and it's all, um, it strikes me as really funny, but kind of, I don't want to say low-tech in the recording, because I... You can go ahead and say it's that. It's a fairly low-tech kind of musical approach. A lot of the songs are kind of simplistic. I'm curious, how do the songs get developed? Who writes them? Who um, records them? Uh, the, the focus on the music also comes from Lauren, he's a musician, and he like, wrote and recorded the theme song and a lot of the music on the show, but everyone on the staff is a big music fan, and some of the most popular songs, again, have been stuff that people just improvised, just off the top of their heads. Uh, the, first, the first song to kind of break out would be, uh, like the, the, we had a song on the Thanksgiving episode that John Roberts just improvised, and it, in its entirety it was um, like, pass the cranberry sauce, 
We're having mashed potatoes. Ah, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there. <laughs> like, when does he improvise that song? I when just he... got chills. <laughs> and there was, but for some... Thank you for loving me. Thank, thank you, you for, for being, being there. there. And... Uh, he improvised that in the room. Yeah, that was yeah, entirely was, John Roberts. Yeah. And it stuck in our heads for just weeks and months and uh we got the national to cover it <laughs> and uh you, you directed a music video of the nationals right oh yeah yeah starring Kristen. Yeah. yeah scott directed it and scott said do you want to be in a music video and i said only if i can play the president and he <laughs> so made it happen we wrote it yeah, yeah. A video about Kristen, <laughs> president Kristen shaw yeah i was like I, was it of america i don't remember yeah you were president of america and yeah. you were having an affair with <laughs> Country, yeah. yeah, no, the real president, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only president yeah. that matters. Yeah. Just kidding, I love all the world. Okay, well, we, <laughs> we have uh, we don't have the national here, but we do have uh, our uh, our friend Laura Gibson, who is here earlier, and also John Roderick from the Long Winters, yes. and they've been. They've actually been preparing a song. Scott, this is, uh, I think it's going to be Electric Lover. Can you set this uh, well, up for Electric Love. Excuse and it's me. actually, yeah, it's, it's from an episode where Louise, uh, Kristen's character, has a really crappy substitute teacher who loves Thomas Edison. And she wants to take him down a notch. So she puts together this uh, musical um, that's all about one of the darkest chapters in Edison's history. And it's, uh, at one point, I don't know if you're aware of this, and I hate to, like, uh, spoil no, Edison no, for you. No, this no, is, this is important. This is important, though, so listen up. Not all your heroes are perfect, okay? There's dual he, sides to them. He electrocuted an elephant. Yeah, he electrocuted an elephant, He wanted Portland. to show that alternating current was really dangerous and that his DC current was so great. And, in, uh, in his defense, too, the elephant was a murderer, like a serial killer. Yeah, but... It stomped on three, trampled went, three people to death. I mean, they're was, like, well, they're, they're guilty, you know. And the elephant's like, yeah. But we, did, we did a song, Electric Love. The elephant was name was Topsy. Name was Topsy, and the Electric Love imagines a more gentle... Uh, ending to the Edison and Topsy story. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the show, it was performed by, um, by Kevin Klein, who's an Oscar winner, you guys. I don't know why he's doing our show. Um, <laughs> but we love that he is. He plays Fish Odor and our landlord. And then um, the amazing Megan Mullally plays Topsy, and she's just so talented, guys. Guys. But this I, is also going to be great. It'll be this fine. This is going to be good, too. All right, should we hear okay. Electric Love, you yeah. guys? Yeah, so I'm going to sing it with John. Do I take this mic? Sure. Guys, for all the radio listeners at home, I'm taking the same mic that I was using <laughs> over here. And I'm standing here. Okay. Sure. For every yeah. Yeah, standing next to each other, the chemistry is palpable, and I feel like yeah. we're going to knock this one out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is my first radio singing uh, gig, and it, I don't it feels deserve like mine. it. I don't deserve it. All right, so here we go. This is uh, John Roderick, Kristen Schaal, and also Laura Gibson. 
a little bit. They say Thomas Edison, he's the man to get us into this century. And that man is me. They'll say autopsy at my autopsy, but no one will be more shocked than me. And I never noticed the curve of her trunk. And I I'm a professional tune hearer, and that sounded That killer. was all right. It okay, great. great. Thanks. All right, do we have another one here? Yeah, we got I another one. see Laura one. striding yeah. to the microphone. What's, what's the uh, next on the... I mean, that went so well. I think... It was okay, right? It did. It was That's wonderful. actually okay. wonderful. You the know harmonies. What? I'm just going to retire over here. Whoa, he's done. I feel like that went so good, I'm just going to stay. Yeah, there. take the money and run, John. This is... We thought we'd take it down a notch, and there's a... An episode with uh, Kristen and her mom, played by John Roberts, where John Roberts is brushing her hair very tenderly and singing a lullaby. And we actually and, uh, have a clip of the original song, if people want to hear a little sample of what, of yeah. what this sounded like. Can we, can we play that for the folks? Here goes the hair, here goes the hair. All right, so that's the, that's the original. That's the original, and now you'll hear uh, the new original. I don't know. Here comes the new means. original. Kristen this Shaw is, and This Laura is like heart, uh, heart reuniting right now. Here goes the hair. There goes the hair. Where is Harry Truman? He's dead in the ground. He's dead in the ground. He's dead, 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 dead. Here goes the hair. There goes the hair. Where is Harry Truman? He's dead in the ground. He's dead in the ground. He's dead, 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 there 
hard works covered in worms that everybody dies. That's for sure. That's the one thing we have in common. Rich or poor, everybody dead. You're gonna die. Just like Harry Truman. Like Kristen Shaw and Laura Gibson, please also give it up for Scott Jacobson and Mr. John Roderick. All right, here we go. One more time, please. It is uh, John Roderick, Kristen Shaw, and Laura Gibson. Kristen Shaw and Laura Gibson. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a piping hot episode of Livewire delivered right to your heart and ears each week? Well, guess what? That can happen when you subscribe to the Livewire podcast feed. And you'll get the joy of surprising conversation every week. So go ahead and do it. It's super easy. You click on the button at the top of your podcast app and bam, you are Livewire subscribed. And if you're still, you know, feeling the love, if you're enjoying the show, hey, maybe you could hook us up and uh, leave us a quick review. That'll help more people find out about Livewire. And thank you. 